So I'm giving away five free tickets to five listeners, subscribers, or followers to an Afro Karaoke event. All you have to do is follow Afro Karaoke on Instagram and send us a DM saying hashtag COI, the city you want to attend, your full name, and email address. The first five DMs we will see will receive a free ticket to Afro Karaoke. So hurry up and DM us right now. All right. Uh, good to go? Yep, I'm good. Right. For sure, for sure. Might have a better <laughs> You just reminded me, let me turn mine on silent too so I don't get random ESPN notifications while I'm doing this or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> Play a college basketball is about to start. The playoffs is about to start with March Madness. So I'm, I'm getting all those game updates and whatnot. Definitely. Right. Same here. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Welcome back to another episode of the Children of Immigrants podcast. I am the man with the plan that's going to always keep it 100 grand. K dot aka Rafael de la Ghetto. If you know your Fresh Prince, you understand the reference. Uh, uh, I of the Juice, the Nigerian therapist. Uh, my personal favorite side nigga Sundays. They get everybody ready for main nigga Mondays, so everybody involved can have a fun day on the day. I am he. That is me. We are here. Uh, today in the Zoom Trap Studios, I'm joined by my uh, my big bro, my G pops, my 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 actually the man aside from my ship who kind of opened the door for me to get into Sigma land. Uh, Malachi Okeke, the creator of Afro karaoke, Afro film series, the soul live experience and so many other things that he's been working on for the past few years. So you also in real estate now too. So you, you jack of all trades, my man. Man. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. For sure. For sure. So, before we get into all the nitty gritty of what uh, what you have been doing, what you got in the works, let me start off by asking from a you know therapist perspective, how has your mental health been? What has been going on, man? Man, that's a really good question. Man. <laughs> uh, seeking therapy now. Um, right. Yeah, um, I'm, I definitely made the decision to start seeking therapy uh, about two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So I'm in the process of uh, doing that. Um, so yeah, my mental health has been shaky. For sure, that's um, honest. Yeah, it's been shaky, I will say. Uh, to be frank, uh, I actually just got a job offer yesterday. Jeez, after, Yeah, after being unemployed for 15 months. Congratulations, man. Yeah. That yeah, is all time uh, coming. Yeah, so during the unemployment period, um, of course, everything you mentioned, um, mm -hmm. I've been doing just to kind of keep me afloat. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was it was it was a up and down period, and um, definitely sought therapy just to kind of uh, how should I put it, just to reflect on that period and just kind of you know let things go. Uh, I, ain't yeah. mad at, you know, I ain't mad at it at all. I encourage everyone that's listening to this, all my supporters, all my clients and future clients, ex-clients, myself included, man. Shit, therapy is therapy is here for everybody. There's nothing taboo about therapy. There's nothing weird about having somebody to just have a sounding board to bounce 
ideas or different things that you're thinking and have some unbiased opinion on those things, man. I encourage everybody to seek out a therapist for their own reasons. Um, know that also, if you cannot afford it, there are multiple ways to go about getting it paid for from various loans, various grants, various sliding scale measures, different companies have different financial programs. So if you want it, by all means, it's out there for you. Just go get it. So I, I'm glad to hear that you're taking care of your mental health pops and, and you prioritizing that need for yourself, man. Um, what is the new job? If you can talk about it, what, what, what is it that you just got hired for? So um, I haven't, I haven't approved it yet. Um, I okay. actually just negotiated for higher pay. For sure. Pay back, um, and it's with a specialized bicycle. Um, yeah. it's it a high end. Um, I actually sent you a. a is that what? Yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Like five grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so got money, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a high end bicycle brand. Um, and they are doing big things for sure. And um, like I said, I, I sent you uh, an example yeah. of a bike that I, I'm interested in. And I, I, might, I, might, I might need your future employee discount to help me get a bike. <laughs> so the bike I want is from them and it costs $5,000. And so, um, yeah, so, so yeah, they're, they're a high end brand. Um, I would say that I'm trying to compare it to like, <laughs> like retail, like clothing. I'm trying to, I'm, I mean, let's say the Gucci. I'm about to say yeah. Gucci store kind of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're definitely high end. Um, That's what's up. I think the highest bike, the highest price bike I, I've seen from them is like eighteen thousand dollars. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, that's just like high performance bicycles, you know. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I I negotiated for a higher pay and sure. and um. Yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully I get some good news coming up soon. And yeah. Well, shit, congratulations on that. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad you found something not only that pays well, but it's also part of an interest of yours. Because um, I know you spent the better part of shit lockdown when it first started getting into the bike culture, starting these bike tours around the city and whatnot. You, between you and then these increasing gas prices, I've definitely been inspired to get a bike now. So <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at doing that stuff, man. Uh, what what, what kind of got you interested in in, in bike culture and, and and getting a bike, taking these tours around the city, kind of starting up that that phase of your life? Yeah, um, it. I mean, it started when I was a kid. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if uh, if you got any North Side of Chicago listeners, but I do for sure. <laughs> everybody's familiar about Warren Park up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, there's a big hill up there, and you know, I I, I remember I took. The first bike I ever hopped on, I took it on top of the hill and just <laughs> went so, flying down the hill. Yeah, so that was my way of just like having fun and trying to learn how to, you know, do this thing. So sure. Um, even before that, you know, my my mom, um, my parents, they bought uh, me and my siblings like bikes. Sure. But it was just small bikes, you know, uh, with training wheels. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So um, I. I didn't get an opportunity to learn how to ride a bike without right. the training wheels with them, but I just kind of taught myself You're how sure. to ride a bike without the training wheels on that hill. For sure, for so, sure. So yeah, so the next time, uh, or moving forward, or fast forward to later on in my life, um, I bought my first bike in college, um, yeah. just to kind of get back and forth um, from classes to classes, uh, sure. from home, or from my apartment or dorm to uh, to different classes. For sure. And um, 
so yeah, that was uh that was a dope time. I still have that bike actually. <laughs> um, and then of course, like you said, when the pandemic started, you know, niggas was bored. <laughs> everybody, everybody was bored. Yeah, bored, getting fat, getting lazy. The gyms was closing, yeah. so you needed some way to stay in shape and whatnot. You know. Yeah, so um, I know you. I know you big on the fitness stuff because you used to be a personal trainer on the side too. So yeah, still like, am actually. I'm still oh, am. Like, <laughs> um, so during the pandemic, um, there was this, uh, and I'm gonna shout out uh, Streets Calling Bike Club. They okay. started. Yeah, um, actually, you know one of the founders, and how I got in tune was, you know, she. Her name is Daphne. She uh, was posting videos of, you know, maybe like five, ten people just riding bikes around the city. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you know about the next one? Like, I'm trying to, I got me a bike. I'm trying to ride. I'm over, here, I'm over here bored at the crib watching YouTube videos. And, you know, I'm trying to be outside, man. This is sure. this is like around April, May, you know, like yeah. it's starting to get warm in the, yeah, during yeah. the pandemic. So it's like. I'm trying to be outside. Right? <laughs> so I was like, yo, you know, invite me to the next one. And then um, she ended up inviting me to the next ride. Um, by this time, it was like, and they grew fast. Like they, right. that bike club grew fast. I've seen. Uh, so by the time I got, by the time I, I started riding, it was already like 30, 40 riders. You know what I'm saying? Eesh. Like I said, it started with 10, you know? Oh, I hear literally mobbing in the streets, man. <laughs> in these streets. Yeah, bro. So it was, it was, it was cool. So um, during that summer, 2020, you know, of course they started, they grew fast, like I said. So, mm -hmm. um, so that was my way of like becoming a, a like a real life cyclist. For sure. um, so yeah, it was, it was dope, man. It was dope. Um, and of course my prior experience it definitely helped with you know <laughs> with, with me um being able to keep up yeah Shit, um, it's been years since i've been on a bike i haven't rode the bike outside of the bikes in the gym i haven't rode an actual bike since like seventh eighth grade so i'm i'm well past my seasoning with that but i gotta get back i want to i want to get back into that just because i'm uh adding new things to my to my fitness regimen just like really tread some fat like i I finally got some boxing gloves that came in the mail today. So I'm about to start boxing with them as my cardio now. As it, as it warms up, biking is going to be a good thing I can do, at least from here to work kind of thing. So I'm trying to add the different different uh, things just to get out the, the mundane cycle of, of doing the same old workouts here and there in the gym, you know? Yeah, and I'm actually glad that, you know, you reached out, or at least I'm actually glad that you made that Facebook comment, you know? And every time I... When somebody asks or talk about bike, you know, I definitely get excited and sure, uh, you know, encourage people to be out in a bike, you know, sure, um, because it's it's dope, man. It's a dope experience, you know, um, and it's also a good way to one save money on gas. <laughs> man, <laughs> especially right now, fuck, especially right now, like gas is starting. It's starting to become a, a, a like, oh, gas um, gas is higher than my college GPA at this point, man. Oh. It's fucking sad. <laughs> Bro, like it started to become a legit, like uh, a legit uh, a fee. Like uh, man, bro. Like help me, help me, nigga. Help me. If it's more, if it's more than a 15, 30 minute drive, count me out. Shit. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, so that's one thing I definitely, you know, 
like to see people do is you know save money on save money on gas for sure uh, and then of course the, the active part the fitness part um mm -hmm. you know want to make sure people are also active and mm -hmm. just to kind of keep up with their health you know for sure so, um, so yeah, that's why I hopped on to your comments. Like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm definitely willing to help you. You know, find you a bike. I appreciate that, man. You definitely sent me some good sources that I've been looking at, and I have been uh, narrowing down some selections. So when 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 payday comes around and the spring wintertime rolls around and the winter get more, the weather get more consistent, I'm gonna definitely see if I can grab me a bike. Be out here mobbing these streets with the rest of y'all, man. Oh, yeah. I, don't be, I don't know if I could keep up on the lakefront like y'all do, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing what I can. <laughs> you know, take some time, bro. It'll take some time. Man. Do what I can. What? Uh, well, what's been the furthest distance you've rode so far on your bike? Hundred miles. Sheesh. <laughs> I was with uh, my boy Xavier. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all was pushing each other with that ride, man. It was, it was. We rode to Great America and back. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How long did that take? That took. Oh man, let me see if I can. I think it took like eight and a half hours. Jesus. Um, that's no, I'm sorry. It took eight and a half hours, like on the bike, but overall, it took. Okay. I know we started at like 4 a.m. We, we didn't get back to like three. So about 11 hours total. Okay. But on the bike, it took eight and a half. I must say, I definitely had to stop for bathroom breaks, oh, yeah. and food, and stuff like that. Yeah. Food, breaks, all that, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's a long ass time on a bike, but but that's some good endurance to do it for 100 miles both ways. Shit, you know, that's what's up. How uh, how what 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 is the uh, average speed of of a like an everyday cyclist? Would you say? Um, I would definitely say 20 miles per hour. Okay, I think that's uh what the speed that a lot of I know my performance friends, performance rider friends, would like mm -hmm. to achieve is 20 miles per hour, um, okay. a 20 mile pace. Okay. So um, yeah, I would definitely say that. Man, I can see all kinds of shorts that I'd be wearing, tearing to shreds, trying to go that fast on the bike. Girl, look. <laughs> Ripping through clothes with that, man, shit. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's fast, like it's 20 miles, to keep a 20 mile per hour pace is, is definitely, Achievable, you know, it's definitely a good, a good pace. I gotta work average, my, like you said. I gotta work my way up to that, man. Shit, I'm probably at like five thousand <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, that's for performance. Like, you know, sure. if you're trying to do casual, I would definitely say like twelve to sixteen. Okay, that that that's more feasible for me. Yeah, twelve to sixteen, and then performance is like eighteen to twenty. Okay, that that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I know that's just one of your many ventures uh, that you picked up in the past year while you said you're going through this period of unemployment. Um, I see that you also got into the real estate game. How was that experience for you? It's been good, man. Um, I, during the pandemic, I mean, it's like that pandemic, it, it happened and I feel like a lot of things good happened for sure. For sure. Of course, sure. me picking up the bicycle and then um, uh, me uh, actually, uh, putting forth the effort to become a real estate agent that occurred sure. the pandemic. So um, it's been going good. Um, I started a a group me group mm. um, just to invite you know interested you know buyers sure. to uh, to join the group. And then of course there I am like providing different resources. For sure. Um, one of the resources is um, having uh, a monthly webinar where I bring on different 
um, different people who are in, in the real estate uh, professionals, like I said. Sure, for sure. And just talk about their services. Like uh, last, the last webinar we had a, um, what was it? Who was it that we had? Um, I, I cannot think of the name right now. Um, an inspector. We had an inspector. That's what it was. That's we right. had an inspector, a home inspector, on, and he was just laying it, laying it out. You know what it, what it takes to have an inspector and their, um, their role in the process. Um, so yeah, just these are things that we, I want to like provide to, um, the audience in the group, and um, of course, you know, I'm using that to, to generate leads, to generate clients, of for course. Sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, so um, I just last June, June 2021, that's when I uh, completed the uh, exam and got, got the, uh, my license. Congratulations so, again on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that, man. Um, so like I said, like during that unemployment uh, period, I was just trying to find ways to, to uh, better myself or to, yeah. to at least be active and keep myself afloat because you know, you just can't rely on just applying and <laughs> for jobs, you know what I'm saying? Right. And waiting to hear back. So you just always got to do the, do the things that you are capable of doing in sure. you know, the things that you have. So um, luckily I was able to get, or luckily I was able to um, start the real estate process mm -hmm. prior to, you know, my employment, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it, it was, um, it's, it's been good so far, man. Um, I got my first, my first client was actually my girlfriend. She, uh, oh, word. <laughs> she got uh, an apartment um, here in the West Loop. And um, so, yeah, so it, it's been good. It's been good. Okay. So, when, to get that first home client. I'll say with, with, with that, with those uh, real estate background and in that, in that uh, knowledge that you have, are you using that? For yourself too to like buy houses and flip houses and whatnot too and not just sell it to people who are looking for homes or man i mean i'm still trying to figure it out bro it's been it's been a year okay it's about to be a year in june so i'm sure i'm still trying to figure out what i would want to do i mean initially i would definitely want to buy property for myself and for sure um and then buy property to like you know Airbnb and things like yeah, that. Yeah, like, create, that, create that long generational wealth kind of stuff. Right, yeah. right. So initially, that's like been my goal for um, for me as far as being a realtor. And then also, you know, I don't have to pay realtor fees because I am a realtor. So <laughs> I say something myself. Cut out so, the middleman, you know. Right. <laughs> sure. So, um, but as far as like flipping, I mean, there's so many ways to be successful in the real estate game mm -hmm. um as far as flipping i haven't got to that point where i found interest in doing that but you know who knows man i mean who knows what happens in a few years or later on down the road for sure i'll pick up what uh what would be your advice for someone like me who's not necessarily in that world or even pseudo interested in that world but does eventually want to like get to the point where he starts buying his own properties or leasing his own properties like airbnb stuff or even finding a way to like flip houses what, what would you say would be a starting point 
Yeah, um, hire me. For <laughs> sure. No cap. No cap. Uh, <laughs> no cap. Uh, look for me and like, yo, I'm ready to buy a house. Like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Let's get it. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for average person, man, research, man. Um, the internet is there for a reason, you know? Um, like, I feel like right now it's, 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 it's so many resources out there, man. Like, I mean... I'm in a group me with so many, like I'm in, I'm in some actually, like I feel like group me, when I first started group me or when I first got in group me, I feel like yeah. it's been like one of those social things for like just general stuff. Like, for sure. You know, but oh. I've actually been hopping in group me's that are actual like, um, like beneficial, you know? Like yeah. I'm in a group me with uh, Chicago landlords, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. And I can invite you to that, you know, whenever you come <laughs> on. Um, no, and they just, you know, going back and forth, just sharing resources, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and it's, it's, it just came across because you know, I was able to connect with somebody who was already in that group and they invited me. So, um, yeah, it's just research, man. I feel like that would be the number one thing I would suggest to an average person. For sure, for sure, okay. Um, during all this 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 period of, of of frustration and everything else you've been feeling uh due to the past two years of uh, uh, roughly two years of unemployment and whatnot what what do you what would you say has helped you kind of like stay afloat mentally and emotionally what, what has kept you like together as opposed to completely losing it you know yeah i actually wrote it down and sent it to um, a lot of my close friends that sure. uh, that was aware of my my um experience for sure, for um, sure. So i listed 10 things actually for sure go ahead um, call them out uh number one uh be patient trust the timing life is a marathon not a sprint for sure um everything is not going to in your favor or on your time for sure number two uh know your worth and do not settle for less for sure uh, number three, everyone's advice is not a good advice. <laughs> Man, that, Man, that one right there. <laughs> that one right there, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, that was a big one. Uh, number four, uh, find the strength to accept the things you cannot control. And this, this one's key. Yeah, that's that's probably the hardest one I've heard this, so far. This yeah. one is key because um, I don't know if you, have you seen Inventing Anna? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it personally yet, but I've heard of it, yeah. You should watch it, and okay. that's where I got that from. Okay, okay, where I got that from. Um, that was a, a, um, a, a, a line that was said in that in in, in that um, series. Gotcha. Okay. So that was definitely key. Um, number five: always know there's a light at the end of the dark tunnel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was key as well. Um, six: live your life how you want to live it. That's important. That's very that's important. important. Uh, seven, celebrate small wins. I tell my clients that all the fucking time. Really? Because, because it, it, it's so hard for them to, it's so easy for them to, 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 to focus on the losses and everything that they got failing around them and not noticing some of the small successes that they've been having in between them. Even if it's not, you know, the big one that they're looking for or the thing that they're, right. the thing that they're uh, striving to get, it doesn't mean it shouldn't be overlooked either. It's still something to celebrate, you know? Nothing. And what's crazy it serves that motivation, you know? No, I agree. No, for sure. And what's crazy is I even thought like 
me getting that um that job offer i thought that was a small win but my girlfriend she was like yeah no that's not a small win that's yeah that's actually pretty huge i'm like yeah all right <laughs> because honestly, it wasn't like obviously during that 15 months of um applying for jobs it, mm-hmm. you know, i was definitely applying for jobs that i really wanted mm-hmm. so um so luckily you know with this role it was um uh, it wasn't something I wanted, but it was something that I could, I, I can do, you know? For sure, for sure. Um, that's why I classified the small win initially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then number eight, write down your ideas, goals, and plans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, accept that everyone will not agree with you, understand you, man, understand man. your vision, <laughs> how you live your life. Man, that, that, that's key too. Not everybody is supposed to come on the journey with you. you know, Absolutely. It's one of those things, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then number 10, pray and grow. I think Absolutely. those are important. Reach, reach up. Shit, you just dropped some gems, man. I got to write those down for myself and use those <laughs> for my clients, man. I guess I need to, man. I appreciate it, man. Please do, please do. Because I'm, I'm going to go back and play this episode and Write those down for myself too, because yeah, that's that, key. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I like I said, I, I I'm proud of, of everything you've learned, all the different skill sets you've learned, not even just to stay afloat, but just for yourself to like kind of maintain your own sanity, keep pushing yourself forward, and not giving up on the journey. Because if there's one thing I know about you, you are an entrepreneurial motherfucker who's gonna find a way to make some money somehow, some way. And I don't know. I don't know if you learned that from Sigma. I don't know if you was already that before you came into Sigma, but yeah, you've been an entrepreneur, business, money-making motherfucker for as long as I've known you. When I tell you, it's definitely from Sigma. It's definitely <laughs> from African. Um, yeah, okay, I see that. <laughs> those two, for sure, were the driving points of, I feel like, where I'm at right now, for sure. Yeah, so, so since you're older and well, older than me anyways, and you got a different perspective of Greek life because you've been in it a little bit longer than I have. <laughs> what, what, you know, you know, I wouldn't want to put it out there, but <laughs> you know, what, how, how, how did Greek, how was Greek life, Greek life in the 2000s and how did it change in the 2010s? Cause I've heard the stories of how, how different it was when my generation came in versus the generation before me. No, I'm sorry. It was four years. So I, I was, you was 2013. I was 2009. So yeah, four yep. years. Um, yep. Man, so 2009. Let me go back. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Okay, so y'all was the y'all was the soldier boy, Travis Scott. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, not Travis Scott. Travis Porter. Travis uh, Porter. Walk, 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 walk the Flocka era of, of music. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge bro. <laughs> yeah. Waka, bro, Waka, and I'm still bumping these. Like, Waka. <laughs> yeah, Waka Flocka. Hey, he was, he was, he was definitely a, a huge part in the like in the music industry. Yeah, like, uh, like y'all, 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 caught, y'all, y'all had Little Wayne at the height of his career. Kind of, kind of music. Was, towards the height of his career, like it, it, it was like the on that come up, on that on that come up part. Okay, you have the top of the hill, and then he's like, oh, he's starting to come down. You know? Yeah, a little like, bit, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just little a little bit. bit. Yeah. Two thousand nine. I, I think that's when. What? 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 That was, what project, that, was, that was after Carter Three. That was, it was probably, after Carter Three. I was, was just like a year a year before the Carter Four came out. I think probably a couple yeah. years before Carter Four came out. So yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so how was Greek life around that time? So I it was 
It was definitely live. I will say it was definitely mm-hmm. live. I mean, you know, my ships and I, we, um, we were all over the place. For sure. <laughs> we were visiting every campus, you know, like every campus in Illinois, we were visiting. Like we sure. wanted to express that, you know, camaraderie with other people in other campus. Like, you know, cause you know, we was, we, I feel like the way we came in, it was, um, because we didn't have a probate, right? So we were just like trying to establish that presence already because, you know, when you have a probate, you establish a presence like you are a citizen, right? Right. So we were just trying to, you know, establish a presence of like, yeah, we're signals. You know, we <laughs> we, you know, we do this. Who we are, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is who we are. Now, already coming from like uh, the chat that we came from. You know, <laughs> Your bread you a certain know, we, way. When you, come, uh, when you come from here. I is home. You know, I is right. Home. We we bread it. Yeah, we <laughs> we hold ourselves highly. <laughs> Very much so. Very, Very much, much so. so. <laughs> Very highly. So, um, just the confidence alone just kind of propelled us to be. Um, you know, who we were when we were um, Neos. And now on top of that, we were Neos for two years. I don't, uh, you know, remember yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The next, Dorian and them line, they, they didn't come after us until two years after. So yeah, we had yeah. Neos for two years, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, you you, you were two we, we years. Came, we, we was two years, yeah. We were, yeah. Technically, technically, me, Shannon, and Sam were supposed to be 2012, but we're not going to talk about that situation. No, no, we ain't got to talk about that. But the <laughs> line that came after y'all was... Uh, that's 2016 20, 20, 20, I think yeah. yeah so y'all were there for three years okay yeah, so yeah. longer than I was so, <laughs> um as far as like the difference I mean and I feel like Greek life was on a decline like mm. and you can kind of sense it because we we came up in in the Twitter era you know yeah, Instagram yeah. wasn't Instagram was not a Instagram was my era of Greek life. Yeah, Instagram was your era, right? So we came up in the Twitter era. So um we can talk about like the difference between I mean we are we are we already know the difference between Twitter and Instagram, right? So once Instagram came about, it was it was like very how should I put it, man? Like it's about the it was about the flashiness and then showing off. It was just very flashy. Like I mean, Instagram is all about pictures and whatnot. You know? Yeah, it was all about pictures. So I mean, you can the average listener listening now they will understand like the difference between Twitter and Instagram, right? For sure. So like I said, we grew up in a Twitter uh, era where Twitter was popping, mm-hmm. and just imagine like communicating with other Greeks via Twitter, right? Yeah. Um, like, it was like, you know. Guys, it, all the stuff, yeah. Yeah, so on top of that, like I said, it was it was on a decline. I mean, I would say, I'll, I can only speak for Chicago mm-hmm. Greek life. I can only speak for Illinois Greek life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around that time, a lot of, I know when we were young, a lot of chapters, a lot of schools, were or a lot of chapters in different schools were getting suspended. They <laughs> 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 were getting suspended. So like, that easy, that's that was the easiest way to kind of deter you know Greek life from progressing. You know. So um so yeah that's 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 what I would say. I mean it, it was still fun. I mean it was still fun. I think mm-hmm. I think uh, we made the best out of it. For sure. 
from what um, from what I can remember, um, and one thing was like traveling to different schools and experiencing their campus and their um, Greek community. Um, so yeah, it was cool, man. It was fun. It was fun. In in whatever details you can tell me, how 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 did you coin the nickname So Live Number Five? Yo. <laughs> Like I, I get the five part because you're a five anchor, Aries the Brave. Well, I get that, but where where the so live aspect come from? Man, <laughs> I've heard different live. stories. I would say I, li- I literally live by that name, and that's the reason why I named my company after that. You know? What I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so it wasn't until my man, my oh. ah. <laughs> um, and and I low I low key forgot her name. <laughs> What's funny is I we went to high school together. Word. Damn. Give me a second. Let me let me. Oh, find cool. I, I don't. I want her to listen to this too, and definitely want to give her the credit where she where it deserves. For sure. She deserves for. Um, damn. What's this, her name? This is the origin story of So Live Number Five for those who've heard. Who've known Malachi OKK and, and heard that name before, but never knew where it was coming from. They never knew where it was coming from. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, okay, she's in um, she's in politics right now. Word. Okay. Yeah. You got a politician, a future politician, coined the name for you. What is her name? She's Greek too. Oh word. What is she? She's a Delta. Okay. Shout out, shout out to the Reds. You know, Sigma's love the Reds. Reds, man. She gonna, hey, can we, can we edit this out? Because <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got, I got you. it. I got it. I got, I got it. You. <laughs> I got her name. Woo, hey. Forgive me for forgetting. I've been drinking. Her name is Kena Collins. Okay, Kena Collins. Kena. Shout out to Kena Collins wherever I you are. Kena Collins and. Of course, Apple, I can't remember if it, if it happened on Instagram or Twitter. Mm. So it had to be Twitter. It had to be Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, so she went to a school, I can't remember, in the South. Okay. Uh, I can't, oh, LSU. Okay. I remember. Okay, for she sure. Word to you, bro. She used to date. Small world. I don't okay. know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm sure she <laughs> I'm sure she's been telling a lot of people that. <laughs> okay. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Whatever. For sure, for sure, for sure. Situation, that relationship. For sure. But yeah, so she was just like, you know, she just called me so loud, number five. And I'm like, that's tight. That's tight. <laughs> that is, that's the go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that name. Light bulb. <laughs> right. I like that name. So, what I do? Took I changed my Twitter name to Solot Number yeah. Five. Yeah. Changed my Instagram name to well, when Instagram was popping, that was my first handle. For sure. I wish I wish I took Malachi as my first handle. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely taken. I wish I took that one. Right. <laughs> so, I still got. I'm sorry, I still got so live number five as my handle. Um, sure. I don't actively use it, but yeah. So um, so yeah, it was it was it was it was a dope name. I was like, you know, I like that. I like that name. See, like this, that name. this is how us as as your Neos at the time knew so live number five was was getting ready to pop out. Uh 
whenever you had that one striped tank shirt, tank top that was like blue and green or whatever. Yeah. Had that on with the shades and the yeah. tee. Yeah. Or whenever you put that bandana on your head, or if the shirt came off. Yeah. That's how we knew. So love number five was. Yeah. It was definitely persona, bro. <laughs> yeah, persona, like, yeah. you alcohol in, 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 in the mix. <laughs> it was definitely a persona for now sure. The, the glory sure. days for you, man. The, the your, your glory days for sure. <laughs> it was a great time, man. College was a great time, bro. <laughs> what uh to, to to that point? Since you are a decade plus in the game, not to date you or anything, uh. But what 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 is something that you've learned or taken with you in your experience in Greek life? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, to be yourself. Um, sure. I man, I'm trying to trying to think think. I'm trying to think back now. Um, one thing I did take away was. When, especially when you are in a group mm-hmm. of individuals, mm-hmm. when you're a part of a group of individuals, mm-hmm. you know, always be yourself for sure. For sure. Um, because, you know, a lot of people like, to, you know, a lot of people can get caught up into like keeping up with an image or yeah. trying to follow an image, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like when, even when I was younger, like I, was you know in organized sports you yeah. know so you know it was it's just when you're in the group you, you just have like so many different personalities so um yeah that was one thing i definitely took away was you know being yourself um and express yourself like i i think one thing that definitely got caught my attention for greek <laughs> life was the strolling aspect <laughs> for sure the strolling ass, I was sold. <laughs> I was, I was sold. I was like, sure. oh. so that was a long way for me to express myself. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, yeah. Anybody yeah. who knows you knows you are a dancing ass nigga, <laughs> a dancing ass African man. Hey, Anyone hey, that knows man. you, <laughs> hey man. So I mean, it, it came from being, you know, from dancing at hall parties, uh, sure. you know, with the Af- you know, it, in African parties, you know. So sure. it came sure. from that. Um, so, uh, yeah, just those two, those two things. What, uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll give my opinion on it, on it in a second, but what was the hardest part about, uh, uh, joining a fraternity, being someone who has Nigerian parents and them not understanding what that means? I know. I I I got my, every Nigerian who's pledged Greek has their story. Answer, bro. Come on. <laughs> I got a story. You got your story. Your brother got a story. Everyone else that's Nigerian or African or of foreign descent, general joining oh, an organization. And I'm sure they all the same stories. Bro. Pretty much, you're joining a cult. You're 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 you're, you're being cultist or whatever. Who, who are these people that are keeping you up all night? What what are you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what is this man. witchcraft you're practicing? What was the question again? <laughs> what was the hardest part of, of joining a, a, a historically black D9 organization and being Nigerian? Yeah, it was, I mean, like you said, man, like having your parents trying to understand what the fuck, what the fuck it is. You know, like, <laughs> and you trying to tell them what it is and, you know, you trying to tell them the, the, the good parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bad part. <laughs> 
like they're seeing the bad parts, like you being up, you know, uh, your grades failing and shit. Yeah, like, not understanding any of that stuff. Right, and they're like, wait, I thought this is supposed to be this, like, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was tough, man. It was tough trying to, um, trying to keep not keep like mend that relationship with my parents and oh, for sure. or to keep that relationship with my parents and um for you know sure. luckily it was it was short it was the process was compared to your whole lifetime it was you know, absolutely absolutely um and of course now they you know they've what 10 years like they haven't said a word about it <laughs> right you know yeah. they, um so yeah i mean that's that's about it man it was it was it was an interesting experience. <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting time period, man. My, yeah. my, my folks absolutely thought I was joining a cult. They didn't understand it at all. And, and, and of course, I was living at home at that time, too. No, I was on campus, actually, during the summer for that reason, so that I wouldn't have to answer trying to figure out why I'm out all night and doing X, Y, Z. And I, I avoided that headache by doing that. But I still got all the questions afterwards. Like, what does this mean? What are these letters? What do they symbolize? What, what is this? Deity or worshiping now, all that other stuff, man. That is hell. <laughs> Funny as hell, man. Just like you, I was. I mean, I was a summer line. So we did I go to summer school. That I don't think I, uh, I had one class actually at a crib. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't living on campus. I was definitely at the crib. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was, it was rough. It was, it was. Yeah, rough. man. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Children of podcast. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, this right here is the box. The box. Yeah. <laughs> So if you can hear the music, this segment right here has famously been known as The Box. Uh, I give my guest, Malachi, uh, a breakdown of how it works. So basically the scenario is somebody walks into your house, right? You let them in off general principle. You're not going to, you know, shoot them or close the door on their face. They're not Jehovah Witness or anything like that. Uh, they come to your crib. They have a box in their hands, right? They present this box to you and sit it down on your coffee table. Inside this box is a button. You press this button, you get anything in the world that you've ever wanted, that you've ever desired, that you've ever thought or dreamt of having, right? We're talking materialistic, tangible items. So things that can actually happen, like winning the lottery, getting a new house, new car, best job ever, that kind of shit, right? There are three catches to this thing. There are three catches to, to, to this scenario, right? So, number one, you press this button, you get the thing that you asked for immediately, but you only get it once, which is why it's a tangible thing. It can't be like, I'm invisible for a day or I'm getting a random ass superpower that doesn't exist. We're talking about shit that can actually happen, right? To that point, 
you also can't bring anybody back from the dead. We were talking about realistic things that can actually happen, right? Second catch to that point, the minute you press the button and you get whatever it is you want, someone in the world dies. Completely random person, you may know who it is, you may not know who it is. You got no control over it, you got no say-so over who it is. It could be a random-ass stranger all the way in Timbuktu. It can be a girlfriend on the couch right next to you. You have no way of controlling who it is or picking or deferring any of that. And the third catch is if you choose not to press this button, if you choose not to take this risk, then the person you love the most dies. Repeat the first one again. So caveat number one is the thing gets the thing only happens once. It doesn't happen more than once. It has to be a tangible, realistic, materialistic, something that can actually happen thing. A tangible thing. So, if I was to ask you, what is you going to press this button for? What is going to make you say, fuck them kids and press this button? <laughs> what are you getting? What are you asking for? What do you want? I'm going to say, I don't know if, if it's going to be against uh, the first rule. I'm going to say unlimited travel to anywhere in the world. I that, that, that's tangible. So like having unlimited frequent flyer miles kind of thing. That, that that's real. Like I'm able to hop on a plane and go anywhere. I with, with no cost, no no restriction, no nothing. Okay, so having. Well, I guess I mean I'm not gonna say no passport, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, just no cost, just just able to fly anywhere in the world. Alright, so unlimited uh, travel uh, expenses and and travel miles covered basically. Okay. Yeah. Where uh. Where would you go first with that kind of power, with that kind of gift? Um, with no restrictions and everything paid for, all expenses paid for. What, where, where would you first go? Well, my girl, she loves, she loves, uh, she loves Japan. Okay. And I've never been there, so I think that would be the first place we'll go. Okay. Go check out the animation studios out there and, and Mario World, whatever else is over there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what's out there for sure. For sure, for sure. I'm not mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Some uh, some answers I've heard in the past were uh, somebody just wanted a pizza lunchable. Um, <laughs> a pizza lunchable. They would press the button just for a pizza lunchable. That, that was it. That was all they needed. That's all they cared about. <laughs> uh, I've heard one of my African homies say he wanted to be a prince in uh, Dubai for, for a day. Just ride around crashing the Ferraris in the desert. He said he wanted to do that. Uh, I've had another homie say he wanted to be one of those Instagram massage therapists that are massaging everybody's girls and shit on the tables and whatnot. <laughs> he said he wanted to do that. Um, historically, my answer has always been, uh, you know, let me have all of my debts ever encountered in life completely wiped out and erased. So student loan, car payments, People I owe five, ten dollars to on the street, everything gone, right? A bit more selfish answer uh, would be to have let Rihanna have my baby, but since she's having ASAP Rocky's baby, I'm a little pissed about that right now. So I can't really okay. make that one happen. A lot of a lot of men are pissed about that. You know, it it, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> but that is the box, ladies and gentlemen. It's always a fun time when we have this segment going on. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Hey, she said the nigga so. 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Children of Immigrants podcast. I'm still the man of the plan. It's going to always keep it 100 grand. K-Dot, a.k.a. Side Nigga of the Year, a.k.a. Deuce of the Juice, a.k.a. whatever the fuck else you know me as. I'm still sitting here in the Zoom 2B Trap Studios with our, my G-Pop Malachi. Before the commercial break, we was talking about some of the uh, problems and some of the experiences that our Nigerian kids have. Uh when they decide to go to college and pledge and join one of these uh, divine nine <laughs> Greek organizations or whatnot, and some of the uh, things we got to try and run by our folks and whatnot. <laughs> to that point, uh, I think I think this is the natural transition into the 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 main reason why I brought you on the show today. Um, you being the creator, uh, owner, founder, whatever other title you give yourself, CEO of afro karaoke and the afro film series man what what uh first off how, how what sparked the idea for afro karaoke what, oh, was, what was the launching point for you with that and how long ago has it been since it started so we started back in 2017 yeah so five years yeah okay coming on the so, so live number five anniversary oh yes that is correct <laughs> so live number five I'll anniversary Okay. So actually, when I it's been five years since I thought of the idea. Okay. It happened around this time, April. It happened in April. Okay. Um, our first event was in August, so in August will be our actual five year anniversary. Gotcha. Um, Got to do something yeah, special. For that. Say it again. Got to do something special for that when August rolls around. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> just just because you sold out number five himself. It, I mean, five is definitely a great number. <laughs> my, my five clubs that's listening. for sure um, shout out to the five clubs if there's any listening yes um <laughs> i know we all were talking about greek turns all the i mean the guys, like, what? wait what it was going to be it was going to be that it was going to be that. What shout out to the deuce club too shout out to whatever your club is that's that's what this is you know uh but back but to now. the question of how how, yeah. how 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 did you start afro karaoke what what sparked yeah. that that need for you to want to build that yeah, um, it it definitely sparked. I mean, I just to kind of go back a little bit further. I mean, and it's always going to tie back to college and mm -hmm. right. I mean, when when I was in there, we were hosting events. You know, we right. were hosting events, um, just in programs. You know, whether yeah. it's social or educational or sure. community or, service. Um, community service, right? So. Um, I was able to learn those experience and learn those skills at an sure. early age, right? At sure. 18, 19, 20, you know? sure. So, um, so yeah, it, it officially didn't occur to me that this could be a thing until um, my family and I, we went to Nigeria and we mm. saw, actually my cousin that lives, well, he's currently in Canada right now, but at the time he was living in Nigeria, he okay. took me to a karaoke bar slash lounge in Nigeria. Shout out to the, the motherland, man. Shout, shout out to home. Yes. Shout, shout out to Nigeria, man. Nijakwin. Nijakwin. Now, let me ask you this. Do you, do you, did you think that there would be a karaoke bar in Nigeria? I mean, based on what the, 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 the media outlets allow you to believe of what is Nigeria, no. But unless you actually go there and see for yourself, you realize all that shit that you see on TV is a lie. And in Nigeria, sure. Nigeria is actually 
a very flourishing, very rich, very fancy country in certain aspects. And and they have a lot of things that you would not expect to be there, like karaoke bars and lounges. Very true. No, I totally agree. Um, and and maybe it was just like a, me being the average Nigeria that don't, or at the time I wasn't visiting Nigeria that often. Right, right, right. Um, I so, probably, I mean, I was born there, but I probably at that time I probably went back home maybe three times. Yeah. Two or three times. Same, same. That's not a lot. So we're talking about 27 years, right? Yeah, at that yeah. time, I was 27 and I've been back two or three times, right? Same. So, so I, at that time, I considered myself as like an average local Nigerian. For sure. Nigeria, right? For sure. Um, I don't know if that was the correct description, but anyway, I definitely didn't know what, I definitely didn't know uh, karaoke existed in Nigeria. For sure. At the time. And I was just so amazed. I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> I was like, damn, like, y'all got karaoke here too? Okay. <laughs> but what actually made us very interesting was the Nigerian or the people there, locals mm. there, they were singing American music. Mm. They were singing like Beyonce, all, you know what I'm saying? All, all the American, okay. like, hip hop stuff and okay. uh, pop stuff. And uh, so I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. So that kind of. <laughs> Of course, this man wants to. <laughs> Same with my dog. Same with mine. <laughs> you want to have something to say, bro? To say? Come here. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I um, want. I, I just want to flip it. Like I just want to kind of flip that experience for right? sure. For sure. And, and, start something here in the Western world, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have like the people in America singing the music from the other, sure. you know what I'm saying, from sure. Africa or the Caribbean and things sure. like that. So um, just pretty much reversing that experience and bringing sure. it here. So uh, we hosted our first show in Los Angeles. That's where mm -hmm. I was living at the time. Okay. And you know, really nice, really good success. No, I definitely saw um, the need, or not the need, but like the niche For that sure. was that could be a thing, right? For sure. Um, and then of course, I definitely wanted to bring it to Chicago. For sure. And home. That, home. <laughs> yeah. I think after the Chicago show. It was like, okay, yeah, we gotta yeah. <laughs> we gotta keep this going, yeah. We gotta keep this going because one, you know, we already solidified two markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then those are the two main markets, you know, two big markets in the you know, in the United States. So yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, let's continue doing it. What well, um how often do you uh do tours? Cause I see them come at different parts of the year depending on what you got going on, I guess. Yeah, so uh, we have established uh, uh, like just two seasons, spring mm -hmm. and uh, fall tour. Okay. Um, summer, you know, a lot of things going on. I definitely sure. enjoy my summer. That's <laughs> for sure, for sure. We try to not tour during the summer. And then the winter, a lot of cities are um, experiencing very cold 
For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that also deter attendance and for sure. flight, flight can easily be canceled, things like that. So right. we try to avoid that. Um, so yeah, those okay. What has been, you, you've been doing this almost five years now. What has been the uh, most lit experience you've had in any city so far doing this? Man, I would say going to a city the first time Mm-hmm. And and seeing um, that positive reaction, like yeah. whether it comes to ticket sales or you know people enjoying themselves, yeah, yeah, um, that has been for sure an experience that resonated most with me. For sure, for sure. What um what has been the most fun city you've been in so far? Doing this. Uh, oof. It's, you know, it's funny. We're about to, we're actually got a show tomorrow in Dallas. So I'm actually excited that. Um, And the reason why I'm excited for that is because Dallas is starting to become the market where where I'm experiencing the most fun. Okay. Um, But originally it was DC. Like DC, I feel like DC, that market, the people there, they just know how to have fun. Like, for sure, for sure. They they ate up everything that we gave to them. <laughs> like, <laughs> every, I remember when um, Brown Skin Girl first came out. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. It came out around the time we were in DC, and when I when I say, and I still have the video to this day. <laughs> I still have the video. For sure, the group of women that selected to to um, perform that song. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> this, <laughs> this is it. Like, this is it. Like, I was like, oh man, this is perfect. <laughs> um, don't let your girlfriend hear you talk about that. That again? I said, don't let your girlfriend hear you talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, DC was definitely that the city for sure. For sure. Um, for sure. And that was, I think it was like the next big city that we went to after Chicago. Okay. And we saw a huge response, a huge response from that. Okay. What's um, city in terms of the nightlife, in terms of the Afro-karaoke experience, would you say is the most similar to here in Chicago? Man, that's a really good question. I don't know, man. Chicago is a really, we're like, we are really specific, man. <laughs> we're, we're, different, we're our own breed, you know? We are, we are our own breed and every, in yeah, every like I can't come. I, I I can't think of any other city like us, man. I mean, ah, oh, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> like we like to turn up, bro. I will say yeah, that, yeah, for sure. We, we do like to turn up, for sure. Um, you know, Atlanta, they they like to turn up, but they like to be cool in their sections. You know? <laughs> And smoke hookah all day. <laughs> and the thing is, like with Chicago, we don't, we can't smoke hookah in a lot of our establishments. Right. So that's that's. So we just have to find that turn up in different in other areas, right? Exactly. Obviously, with alcohol. But yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of cities that do like you know hookah came became a big thing, you know, mm-hmm. five ten years ago, whatever, mm-hmm. and. A lot of cities allow people to smoke hookah indoors. So yeah, yeah. I, th- I can't. I think Chicago. I feel like we're the only city. I don't know if New York is like that. 
correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if New York is also like that, but Chicago's the only city that doesn't allow hookah indoors in a lot of establishments. I know there's like hookah lounges in Chicago. For sure, for sure, for sure. But um, as far as like an average club or average um, bar or anything like that, we yeah. does not allow. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I'm just gonna say we just very specific on like how we turn up, man. For sure. We're very specific on that. Um, and it, it definitely comes with the style of music that, you know, comes out of Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that. That definitely has an influence as, as far as how we express mm -hmm. our enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Now for sure, it does, it does. Um, what is a city that you have not touched with this yet that you want to Toronto okay I was gonna ask if you if this has gone international yet yes okay yes. we uh but currently Toronto is experiencing um COVID protocols though gotcha where um <clears throat> a lot of their indoor establishments <clears throat> excuse me I don't know if you noticed but if you watch like a, a lot of Toronto games like they're Mm. Yeah, the crowds are pretty empty in the stadium. Yeah, I have yeah. Seen, so, yeah. yeah, so they're still experiencing like COVID protocol. So, gotcha. um, so yeah, we're definitely trying to make our way up there. Gotcha. Um, and of course, Toronto has a huge reggae scene. For sure. Reggae Caribbean, you know, um, sure. reggae Caribbean scene up there. I, so, I, I definitely want to go out there just for Carabano one year. Uh, I oh, man, Carabano was lit. <laughs> I definitely want to go out there for Carabao. I, I'm, I'm sure it won't be the same, same post-COVID, but I still got to touch it at least once. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, that is, Toronto is definitely the city for sure. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we hit every major city, except for Miami. We haven't hit Miami, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, as far as what I would like to go to or like to expect is, uh, the city would be Toronto for sure. Okay. Have you been anywhere international with us yet? Mm -mm. Not yet. So Toronto and Lagos are the two international. At some point, you gotta bring this back home and let you gotta bring it back home. Bro. Let our people do it for real, you know. Bring it back home, like yeah. Be full circle, man. Where you all from? Where it all began for you? That that that, that be right. Your, man. Right. Um, that was the biggest one. The idea first was grown up. And absolutely, then, you gotta give the people the credit, the credit that they that they're due, you know. Um, who is the most requested artist whenever whenever people are getting on stage? Ooh, that's a good one. I, I would say, I would say Wizkid. Okay, <laughs> okay. For sure, he he was to his credit, he was like the first uh, Nigerian artist to like really make it big here in the states and open the door for like the Burner Boys, the Davidos that we have now, and everyone else kind of thing. That's actually up for debate. Really. Who would you say really opened that door in the U.S.? I would say, say DeVito. I would say If and Fall or the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gatekeepers, like... I would say those those two songs were the gatekeepers for the the United States market. Yeah, to your credit, yeah. Every, everybody is saying... Uh, 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 what was that line? But Banana, whatever he says in the song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's up for debate, man. I mean... I give you that. I, they, I give you that. Like they both came at the same, like around similar times, but yeah. it's, 
it's just depending on where you are. You know what I'm saying? Like New York, you know, if you were in New York, obviously you may have a better um a better answer because I feel like all the music came to New York first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the international music came to New York first. So um, but I'm I feel like I'm I'm I would say I'm speaking from um the Chicago market mm-hmm. um, standpoint. Okay. And I think like David though definitely hit the clubs before a lot of Nigerian artists or African artists okay. first. I think so. But like I said it's up for debate. For sure, for sure. What um how, how, how do you feel about Nigeria, African culture, even Caribbean? Well, Caribbean kind of has already been a bit more uh, uh, accepted here, quote unquote, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. How do you feel? How, how do you feel? How do you feel now seeing more African kind of cultures, whether it's the food, whether it's the clothing, whether it's the music, whether it's the dances, whatever, being a bit more mainstream here than it ever was in years past? No, it, it, I mean, it feels good, man. It feels good to see, you know, your culture being represented. It yeah. feels good. Um, I definitely enjoy um, hearing it in the clubs. Mm-hmm. I definitely do not enjoy hearing the same old songs. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like, For there's sure. so many artists and so many new songs. Like, For sure. DJs, please. <laughs> DJs, listen. I hear you on that. For sure. Please. Space it out, not get play, more variety. Do not play if. <laughs> or fall. Do not play fall. Yeah. <laughs> do not play yay. <laughs> do not play Joanna. <laughs> and I'm going to add Essence on that list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Essence has become one of those songs now. Yeah. It's, it's about to become one of those songs. It's becoming one of those songs. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sooner or later, it's definitely gonna add, it's gonna be added to that list. But it's so many so, it's so many songs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like I said, it's it's great to hear. I mean, regardless, like I feel like it's, it's best for the average listener to hear that. But I, for sure, you know, I'm from those who are from the culture, we want to hear right, it already. Like they already heard it from it when it first came out. You know, yeah. But like I said, um, it's definitely appreciative, or I feel appreciative hearing and knowing that like the culture is being represented um so it feels good it feels good um i definitely can't wait to see where it takes or where it goes for sure and i always ask this question to my friends too um uh, and i definitely want to ask you like do you see Afrobeats or african music or yeah or just music in that mm-hmm. aspect do you see it being a phase like eventually it phases out and becomes less popular. Yeah. Nah, because there's so many different samples of African songs and African music and collaborations with American artists and African artists nowadays that it, it, it's it's too ingrained in the culture and too greatly appreciated and represented and respected for it to just eventually fizzle out, you know? And and I agree. In, in the same way that dance hall and Caribbean music is still around now, you know? It is. It is. It's definitely still around. And I agree with you, but the thing is with dance hall music and I would say, okay, I would say dance hall and Caribbean music, you know, that's still a thing. You know, that culture um, is still popping. You know, carnival culture is still going to be a thing. Like, it's still going to be huge. Yeah. Um, African music, on the other hand, is so many countries in Africa. 
for sure. Like it's you got South Africa, you got um, a piano emerging right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, Afrobeats is, I feel like it's definitely a Western African thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have like so many music coming from East Africa, like yeah, Tanzania yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree for it not to be a thing. Do you have something to say? Yeah, you just completely Caribbean music also has like soca, reggae, like oh, of course. Kind of bring it to the mic. Bring, bring, bring it to the mic. Talk about okay. it. Come to the mic. Talk Come about on. it. Come, no, you already said it. You already said <laughs> it. Come to the mic. Come to. She said that I I miss the uh, the soca music and right. when, I, when I meant by uh, carnival, um, mm-hmm. it's um, the carnival. Um, experience or that culture that's what i meant by soca music yeah just, yeah yeah just what you're saying well no i'm saying your argument was saying with african music there's so many different countries within africa which is true and those countries have unique sounds and different flavors that contribute to afrobeat mm-hmm. what i'm saying within the caribbean diaspora itself they also have different sounds and like different contributions to like what mainstream media think is like Caribbean music, right? Like, yeah, there's I'm a piano and there's like Nigerian Ghanaian music that sounds mm-hmm. like what people point as Afro beats, but also like the Caribbean has again reggae, soca, dance hall, like these different variations that's not just mainstream, but like also contributes to the culture. Like culture isn't just about hype, right? Like she has a go walk around. But no, I, I agree with what she said. Shout out um, to the queen coming by and dropping gems on the podcast. Definitely drop, definitely drop some gems. Oh, yeah. Shout out to um, And we have these conversations all the time, too. Um, but yeah, like I, I was saying earlier, um, the, the carnival, um, the carnival experience in the, uh, that um, community, for sure, they're killing it with the soca music, right? Sure. Um, but I think the original question I had was, do I feel like African music is going to be a phase? And going back to what you were saying, you you didn't feel like that way, right? Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot, a lot of countries, a lot of countries in Africa. I mean, For sure. Um, and then you have different regions that, of course, are having the same sound and things like for that. Sure. For sure. Afrobeats sure. is coming out of West Africa. Um, Alma Piano is coming out of Southern Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm not sure what will be the sound or if they even have a name for the sound that's coming out of Eastern Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like what she, my girlfriend said, um, if you were to flip or if you were to talk about the Caribbean culture, I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, like reggae music was on the radio when I was a kid. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. So, um, and it's good to just like see that they're uh, still doing their thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, <clears throat> I, list, I still listen to reggae music now, I still listen to that song music. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I want to do for Afro karaoke is to sustain the sound for all of the diaspora. You for know? sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's that's how I feel. That's how I feel with 
with that. I'm with that. I'm with it, man. And, and I, I am here to see it happen and contribute to it however I can, because the one time that I actually got on stage and did an Afro karaoke song, I, I had a blast. Um, what song did you perform? Oh, it was some Burner Boy song. I know that for sure. No, I take that back. <laughs> I did David O'Fall, actually. I did that. Really? I did that, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was one of those people that contributed to the to the repetitiveness of that song that I did that. <laughs> but it was still fun though, uh, you know? I was drunk. I had I had my homies on stage with me. We we danced, we sang. I I saw the people in the crowd, their reactions, everybody's turning up. It 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 to your credit, I think you did a good job of of making people feel like a celebrity for one night performing their favorite song kind of thing. And I, you hit it, you hit it right in the nail. That's exactly what I want people to feel yeah. like. Like I want people to feel like Burner Boy or yeah or um you know um uh Bob Marley or, yeah you know, um yeah just those those artists like I definitely want people to to feel like that you know. You definitely did that, man. You definitely did that. And, and and to be a part of that, to see it where it started, to see where it is now, to see the potential where it's gonna go 10 years from now, man. I, I'm excited for it and I, and I I support it wholeheartedly, man. For sure. Um and then one thing I definitely want to add is like Yeah, go ahead. Um it was funny because a lot of um recently actually this happened, a lot of uh our Haitian um audience were mm. giving us you know giving us songs to add to the karaoke list and sure. I, I was welcoming open sure. arms you know for sure and uh we definitely added a lot of haitian um songs and i think the genre is called compa okay yeah the genre is called compa and okay. uh, a lot of uh, those artists that um are coming from haiti uh, were added to those songs. So yeah, sure. trying to expand as much as we can. For sure. And but um, what has been probably your most uh, consistent market with uh, this outside of Nigeria uh, or African folks in general that come that come to these shows? Is it typically the African American crowd? Is it Haitian Caribbean folks? Is it something else? Um, I would say the. I mean, if we were to be more specific than Caribbeans, um, I would say Jamaicans and uh, Haitians. Okay. Outside of Africans, you said? Yeah, yeah outside of Africans, yeah. yeah. I would say Jamaicans and uh, Haitians. Okay. Solid market. You get some more good song with good songs with that with yeah. those ones too. A yeah. lot of good songs from coming out of those countries. For sure, for sure. Um, I want to give you the time that you uh, had originally asked for about uh, this upcoming promotion that you're doing with Afro Karaoke in this season and this tour that you guys got going on? What uh, What is this thing that you're working on right now? Um, I'm actually working on developing my team, actually. Okay. Uh, and then that's one thing for sure. I'm actually also working on bringing in corporate sponsors. Okay. Um, I think we're at a point where we're seeing numbers, we're seeing our audience growing. Mm -hmm. And um, we definitely want to uh, take the brand to the next level. For sure. So, um, we definitely want to see, you know, corporate sponsors being involved and uh, develop partnerships with a lot of corporate 
companies. For sure. Just small businesses as well. And definitely want to include them because you want to, because we started off as a small business. Mm -hmm. We technically still are. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, so we want to include small businesses as well. Mm -hmm. and, um, we have developed a lot of um, partnership uh, opportunities for small businesses to work with us and share our audience with them. For sure. Um, those are two things or a few things that I've been focusing on. For sure. I think you mentioned uh, that there's some sort of ticket giveaway that you're doing right now, a ticket drive or something that's going on. Yeah, Tell me so, about that. So we have partnered with so far for small businesses. Okay. Where they um, are considered sponsors and they have sponsored um, tickets to give away to um to either their audience or our audience for sure and with that you know we have our audience um engage with the sponsors whether it's through following their page um, um tagging friends to be familiar with their brand for sure um, the sponsors will uh select um, certain people, five, I think it's like three to five winners okay. um, to earn those tickets that they sponsor to give away to. Gotcha. Okay. I, I definitely am on board with that. Uh, how, how, how can we could talk off camera about how to, how I can go about and contributing that and, and support that. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely here to be one of those small businesses as the owner of the children of, of immigrants podcast. I'm, I'm definitely here for however I can support and contribute to that. Shoot, it, 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 it has been a very fun, very uh, insightful conversation, man. I, you got to spin the block for spin the block for part two and, and anything else that you want to talk about, just upcoming projects and whether it's cycling, the Afro film series that we haven't even touched on today. Afro, more, more Afro karaoke. You're a jack of all trades, man. You do a lot of stuff. It's crazy, man. Like, you just, like, I feel like a lot of people have been telling me that, you know, like, I, yeah. and I've really been trying to condense it, too. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm doing too much, you know, because you definitely don't want to feel that way. You know? That's how you, um, that's how you overwhelm yourself, you know. That's yeah. Exhaust yourself. So, I've, I've been trying to condense, you know, a lot of things that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, no, I've definitely been hearing a lot. That, but the but the but but the thing is though, you know, to as one of those consumers that are part of seeing these things come out, nothing you've put out has been a miss so far. You know, the the so live experience with all the different parties and events that are going on in the city that you partner up with different people for Afro karaoke that I've been to a few times. Afro film series when that gets up and running again. You've done things that the real estate market now, you've done things that haven't missed with, with the culture and, and the and the audience that they're connecting to. So, I mean, I, I would also say the same part of, you know, it's overwhelming when it's not working, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. So I, I, I want to see the black man keep doing what he's doing and, and being yeah. being being the stereotypical African or Jamaican with a million different jobs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> do, what you, do what you got to do, <laughs> you know? Hey man, hey, what do they call it? A lot uh, a lot of uh, a lot of what do they call it? I forgot the term. 
that you know when you have so many like side jobs or a lot of what's the what's the you know what I'm trying to say? Hustle. That's what it is. Side hustles, yeah. Side hustles, yeah. That's I don't know why I can't think of that word. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, definitely a typical you know thing. But I mean, it's you know that's 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 coming from the experiences of like the people in Nigeria, like they, of course. Houses, bro, like they. Man, like they have hell housing and of course. a country where a lot of opportunities aren't available, you know? Yeah. So you, gotta, you gotta go create the opportunity that you wanna see happen sometimes, you know? Man, it is def- I mean, I would say that is the only, that's the one difference with Nigeria and America is, is in America, you have, uh, it's, it's so many opportunities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta really scrape and find those opportunities. They're there, but you just gotta really scrape and find them. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and and more credit and power to those who are able to do that. Even more credit to the people who come here for those things, create those opportunities, generate whatever it is they need to generate, and then take that back home, and then create the same thing over there. You know. So, I uh, this is the part of the show where I let my guests uh, plug anything that they got going on, plug where the people can find you, plug where they can follow you, and your social medias, your businesses, any of that thing. This is your time. Go ahead. Man, you know what's crazy? I'm actually trying to like change my username. <laughs> like uh like I have underscores and periods in my <laughs> So um, I'm trying to like actually get the username uh now okay. Yeah, yeah. Underscores and periods. <laughs> I don't know, like by the time, you know, six years from now, <laughs> somebody looking at this you know, I, I just want to make sure it's, it's correct. For sure. Way. For sure. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, MalOKK. Currently, it's <laughs> the underscore before it. Okay. But hopefully, I'm, try- I'm literally trying to get just MalOKK. M-A- I got you. O-K-E-K-E. I'm really working hard to get that. <laughs> For sure. So, um, but yeah, currently, it's underscore MalOKK. Um, that is my Instagram and Twitter handle. Okay. Or well, the Afro Karaoke page and whatnot. Yeah, you can follow Afro Karaoke, all spelled out A F R O K A R A O K E. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and then my um, my production, my event production company is So Live Experience. Uh, so Live XP. Mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. S O L I V E X P. Yeah. I mean, if you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, <laughs> follow me at. I'm not gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you do a lot, man. You 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 do a lot. You got a lot of social media channels to 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 plug for the people, my man. <laughs> You can follow me at uh, Malachi with the Y, M A L A C H Y, Realtor on Instagram. <laughs> you can also follow Afro Film Series on Instagram. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so you you definitely got to come back for part two. We got to talk about the other aspects that we didn't even touch today. You definitely <laughs> come back for part two. <laughs> It's so um, much it's so much to just get in one episode. <laughs> yeah, it was really a lot. And then I will say the last thing. One hour party. <laughs> I forgot about, <laughs> about one hour party, bro. Like, 
Yeah, but I mean, as far as all of the events, you can just follow Soul Live XP. There we go. That's definitely the hub. There we go. Events. Um, but yeah, as Kevin said, I definitely do a lot. And outsource and hire a team. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's 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 it. <laughs> you do what you gotta do, man. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with a man that got a million hustles. That means he got a million streams of income. I'm not mad at that at all. Listen, G Pops, as always, it is a pleasure. It has been fun. You are absolutely spinning, spinning the block for part two because we got more shit we got to cover with your other business ventures and whatnot. I am K Dot, the man with the plan, the side nigga Sundays. This has been another episode of the Children in Years podcast. I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Oh, thank you.